I want to welcome everyone. I want to welcome all of you to this teaching. Today we're going to be talking about succeeding beyond our limitations. How to succeed beyond our limitations. Everyone, everyone has something that God has called them to do. Everyone, regardless of what your past has been, regardless of where you've been in life, everyone has something that God has called them to do. And God has called us to excel and succeed in that thing. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. Success comes when you get chosen and you fulfill what you've been called to do. Many people have been called. Many people have been given something, but not everyone accomplishes what they have been called to do. And not everyone succeeds in what they have been called to do. So today, this teaching is to ensure that you succeed and excel in everything that you have been called to do. Somebody just take that moment right now and thank the Lord for the calling. Can we just thank God as we begin? Just thank God with hands lifted. Father, we thank you that you saw it fit to call me. Father, we, with humility, with the humbleness of heart, we thank you that you saw it fit for me to be alive today, for me to be chosen today, for me to be called to do your work in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We say thank you and for that we give you glory and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. So how do you know if you're succeeding in what God has called you to do? How do you know if you're succeeding? How do you know if you're excelling? Because sometimes it's very difficult to gauge or to measure what success looks like. So we're going to use the life of David as an example or as a, 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 a sign for us to understand what success looks like. Why is David important in this teaching? Because David had a lot of weaknesses. David was a shepherd boy. David was out of a small family, a nobody family. David was someone who you would have not expected to become who he was going to become. The Bible says that David said, who is my father? Who is my family? Who is my father? Who am I? I'm the least of my family. The Bible says that David, he said of himself that in sin did my mother conceive me. David was a man who made very many mistakes. But yet, still, even with all his mistakes, at the end of his life, guess what? They called him the great psalmist of Israel. They called him the great psalmist of Israel. One of the greatest signs of success is at the end of a thing or at the end of your life, you are considered, you are considered a great XYZ, a great whatever you call it. You know, someone says, um, this is my spiritual father. And that relationship, when if, uh, you know, if, if a spiritual father happens to go to be with the Lord, at the end of it, you sit back and say, that was a great father. If a father dies and goes to be with the Lord, or a mother dies, you say they were a great father or a great mother. One of the greatest signs of success is the people you were called to serve acknowledge your greatness. Write that point down. 
the people you are called to serve. Acknowledge your greatness. Greatness is not determined by just who we are by ourselves. It's the people we've been called to serve who acknowledge your greatness. Either they acknowledge it while you're alive or they acknowledge it when, you're, when you've gone to be with the Lord. And of course, the most ideal is when they acknowledge it while you are alive. I declare unto you that many people will see your greatness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Many people will receive from the oil that's in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare unto us that many sons and daughters will stand and say we have a great father, we have a great mother. Many children will acknowledge the greatness that's on the inside of you. I speak to every mother in this place. The Bible declares that your children shall rise up and call you blessed. I declare unto every father that your children shall rise up and call you blessed. This is a prayer. This is a prayer service. So lift up your voice and declare it that your children shall rise up and call you blessed. You're going to finish stronger in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You're going to succeed beyond your limitations. Your family will see beyond your failures. Your family will see beyond your limitations in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to the glory and to the honor of the almighty God. You will prevail and you will succeed beyond your limitations. If you receive it, bless the Lord and give him three great claps in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. The greatest definition of success is in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 28. 1 Chronicles 29, verse 28 Look at this. And he died, talking about David, and he died in a good old age, full of days, full of riches and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. First Chronicles 29, verse 28. We find the definition of success the definition of success. The Bible says, and he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And his son reigned in his stead. Signs of success, biblical success, you you are considered great by your children while you're on this earth. Number two, you live up to a good old age. That means you're not going to die young. That means you're not going to leave your, your, your destiny unfulfilled. I don't know if you feel it like I feel it. That means you're not going to leave your, your calling unfulfilled. That means every lie that the devil has told you, that someone else will raise your children is a lie. Every lie that the devil has told you that another man will walk your daughter down the aisle is a lie. Every lie that the devil has told you that you'll not see your children go to college, it's a lie. I declare unto you today, like David, you shall live to a good old age. 
I declare you shall be full of days. And in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, somebody declare it right now. I shall be full of days. I shall be full of days. In a good old age, I will see the goodness of the Lord. I will fulfill every purpose, every zeal that God has given me. I will fulfill it. And right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we shut down every grave. We shut down every grave. Every early grave that was open for you. We shut it down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We seal it by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Every grave of sickness, every grave of accidents, every spirit that is thirsty of human blood that would try to take you out of this world, we seal that grave in the mighty name of Jesus. We Cover it up in the mighty name of Jesus and declare unto you that you shall live and not die. That you shall live and not die. You shall live to declare the works of the almighty God. I don't know why you're not praying. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you shall declare the works of the almighty God in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. I declare you shall not be stolen. You shall not be wasted. You shall not be destroyed. And the devil cannot kill you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that Jesus has come that you may have life. Lift up your hands right where you are and receive the life of the almighty God from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Receive the life of the almighty God. Your children will not be orphans. Your husband will not be a widower. Your wife will not be a widow. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, uh, your life shall excel with life in abundance. I declare all around the world, uh, everyone who is joining us today, receive life in abundance. Receive life in abundance. Receive life in abundance. Receive life in abundance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. So we've said that you will live like David to a good old age, full of days, full of days. Do you know David was a man of war? David was a man of war. David had fought so many battles since he was a young man. But do you know in all his battles, David was never injured? David was never harmed? David overcame and won all his battles. I'm not telling you you live in the absence of danger. I'm telling you the danger cannot take you out. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That's a good place to praise. In Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. So success is your sons and daughters calling you blessed. Success is you living to a good old age. Full of days. Not just living to an old age. Let me talk to someone right now. You know, some of us, we get old and we feel like get, getting older is like a curse. No, no, no. You will live to a good, not just an ordinary old age, a good old age, full of days. How many of you are ready for goodness in your old age? In Jesus' name. And for me, I declare, I will see my sons and daughters rising up into their calling in Jesus. That is what success looks like to me. When men, my sons and daughters, 
walk into their calling in Jesus' name. Next, next definition of success, number three, is you will have riches, 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 R-I-C-H-E-S. David did not die poor. He began his life very poor, but he did not die poor. He had an abundance of riches. Riches. Not only did he have riches, but he also had honor. Riches and honor. Riches and honor. There is one thing to be rich, but it's another thing to be honored. This principle of honor, not only to be wealthy, but to be honored even in your wealth. These are the definitions of success. Success. David, at his old age, a lot of men and women still respected him. At his old age, he was held in high honor. They sang his songs in the streets. They sang his praises all over. You know, this topic is very important because there are a lot of people who die in shame. They die in shame. You live your whole life making good music that blesses people. Then at the end of the day, you die because of drugs. <coughs> and you die with your family in calamities, your family in a whole mess. You die like a death that is shameful. No, no, no. God is telling us today that you're going to live in honor. It is important for men and women to honor you in life, to live honored, to have riches, and to live honored. It is important for you to live a life that people honor the gifts that are on the inside of you. David suffered through very many situations, and he was often at areas of his life where he, as a young man, did and went through so many things that could have harmed him and could have brought him to shame. Do you know David was such a womanizer that his womanizing could have brought him to shame. His mistakes could have brought him to shame. But we are reading at the end of David's life, they are saying he was a man of honor. He was a man of honor. The only way we can say that David succeeded, the only reason we can say that David succeeded is because God was with him. And now I declare unto you, you shall live with an abundance of riches. An abundance of riches. Don't refuse. Receive it. We need riches to preach the gospel. You shall live with an abundance of riches. Retirement will not mean that you begin to scrape the bottom of the barrel. No, sir. No, ma'am. 
You shall live with an abundance of riches. And I declare, this is the brokest you will ever be. You're only getting more wealthy from here. You're only getting more successful from here. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you will invest and your investments shall bring forth mighty harvests in Jesus' mighty name. You shall have riches and honor. Lift up your hands and receive riches. Lift up your hands and receive honor in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, to the glory and to the honor of the Almighty God. In Jesus' name. Next definition of success. Next definition of success. And this one is the most important. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 29, 28, the Bible says that his son shall his son reigned in his stead. His son reigned in his stead. Another great definition of success is that you have a successor. You have a successor. Someone else takes over from where you and your anointing left off. And let me tell you something. The greatest successors are sons and daughters. Don't ever be deceived. Successors are not strangers. Successors, the ones who last the longest, are not strangers. The greatest successors are sons and daughters. If you have a business, your greatest successors are sons and daughters. If you're an investor and you have a house, do you know investing, even the house you're paying a mortgage in, you are investing in it. That's an investment. If you're investing, your greatest successors to inherit from you are sons and daughters. There's no other way to it. You want your sons and daughters to inherit what God has given you. Those are the greatest successors in Jesus' name. Where you see your sons and daughters walking in and receiving what you have built and lived for. Your work, your works, your life's work being transferred to sons and daughters. So we have said the definitions of success. Number one, people recognize your greatness. People recognize, people around you recognize your greatness. Your sons and daughters the people around you recognize your greatness. They shall rise up and call you blessed while you are on this earth. And number two, you live to a good old age, full of days. Good old age, full of days. Number three, riches. Number four, honor. You have an abundance of riches, an abundance of honor. And number five, you have a successor. You have a successor. So now let me ask you, I see all your wonderful faces. How many of you are ready to succeed? I know you thought success is just money and, and things. No, no, there's more to it. How many of you are ready to learn how to succeed? Lift up your hands if you're ready to learn. In the mighty name of Jesus. As we continue in this teaching, receive an abundance of wisdom. Let this conference be a life changer. Let this conference be a life changer to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Glory be to God. Principles of success.
Principle number one. Principle number one. Principles of success. Principle number one. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews 6, 12. Principle number one. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Let's read it again, right where you are, read it off your Bible. Hebrews 6, 12, 1 to 3, read. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Principle number one of success. Who are you following? You must determine in your heart who are you going to follow. No one is self-made. No one is self-made. You must be willing to follow somebody. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Who are you following? Who are you following? You must know who you're following. Because who you're following, write this point down, who you're following will determine where you're going. Who you're following will determine where you are going. Say it this way. Who I am following will determine where I am going. Who you're following will determine where you are going. So the Bible says, don't be slothful or lazy, but, but be a follower. Don't be slothful, be a follower of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. The people you're following, have they inherited anything? Have they inherited anything? When I say, who are you following? What I'm asking you is, are you following a follower? Are you following someone who has followed somebody? Or are you following some renegade Want to be somebody who's never submitted to somebody. The people you're following, can they tell you who their legacy is? <laughs> can they tell you who their legacy is? Do you know I can tell you my legacy from the disciples? From, the, from Jesus to the disciples, I can name everybody. To how I got to receive the gospel. Everybody. Everybody. And there is a place where my bishop, my mother, my bishop, my pastor, Pastor Davis, and my pastor now, Pastor Parsley, there is a place they all collide. They all come together because we are of the same DNA. But I can name Smith Wigglesworth, William Booth, Smith Wigglesworth, Howard Carter, Lester Samro. Pastor Parsley, Pastor Davis, who spent a lot of time with Pastor Parsley too. 
bishop who went to Vala Christian College. Everything connects. Everything connects. Who are you following? Where is your lineage? Because if you don't know who you're following, you don't know what cloth you have been cut off. That is why many Christians are confused. They don't even know how to submit because they don't know what they are made of. Do you know the anointing in my life is not like everyone else's anointing? And if you don't understand the anointing in my life, that firebrand spirit, if you don't understand it, you will miss it. That soul winning spirit, you will miss it. You'll miss your destiny. That ministry of deliverance, that apostleship of prayer, prayer, apostleship of prayer. If you say you are a follower of Pastor Evans, do you follow him fully? Do you follow him in prayer? Or do you say, no, no, that, that prayer thing is, is my pastor's thing. Let him pray. Or do you follow him in deliverance? Do you follow him in soul winning? Who are you following? Because that will determine your level of success. Your level of success. And there is a difference between following an apostolic anointing and following a pastoral anointing and following a teaching anointing. Let me explain. If you follow a teacher, you become a teacher. If you receive from a teacher, you become a teacher. If you follow a prophet, you become a son or a daughter of a prophet. If you follow an evangelist, you become a son or daughter of an evangelist. Who are you following? Who are you following? If you follow an apostle, you receive of the apostle. You receive of what you are following. Are you understanding? You receive of the anointing that you are following. Very, very important. People who through patience inherited the promise. Who are you following? You know, I thank God that I get an opportunity to see the teaching gifts, the prophetic gifts, the apostolic gift, the different gifts of prophecy and deliverance, a ministry of deliverance, a ministry of prayer, a ministry of knocking before God. When you follow fully, when you follow fully, let me say it this way. What is around the anointing is anointed. When you get around the anointing, you too get anointed. When you get around a grace, you too receive grace. Let me explain how it works. If I call you into a meeting with me 
Unfortunately, I have to use a food example. And today we are fasting, but let me use a food example. If I call you into a meeting with me after church, and the meeting is during lunchtime, during that meeting, if I am eating lunch, how many of you expect to eat also? Let me see how many, how many wise people are here. How many of you expect if pastor will eat, even me I will eat because it's lunchtime? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Because I am eating and we are having a meeting, you will also receive of the same that I am receiving. When you are with and around an anointed person, you receive of that anointing by proximity. You receive of that anointing by being around. How did I learn how to preach? I learned how to preach by watching and observing. How did I learn how to pray? I learned how to pray by conferences like this and by watching and observing. How did I learn how to do ministry? I learned by being around ministers and by watching and observing. So who are you following? Ask your neighbor on the left, who are you following? And ask your neighbor on the right, who are you following? And I want you now to write it down. Write a name down. This is who I am following. Write it down, write it down. Write it down. Amitra, write it down. Who are you following? Who are you following? Because who you're following will tell you where you are going. Will tell you where you are going. Church, I want you to understand the principle of the anointing. The anointing is always with the anointed. No one ever got anointed in a prayer closet. You can sit down in, an in a prayer closet and pray for an anointing, but you do not get anointed in a prayer closet. The anointing is with anointed people. It's with anointed people. And you must be willing to follow the anointed people. You, that's, that's how it works. Elijah and Elisha was a relationship of following. Jesus and the disciples was a relationship of following. Then Jesus tells the disciples, go make disciples. You don't make disciples by osmosis. You make disciples who, the Bible says, disciples are disciplined ones. Those who are following you with discipline. So who are you following with discipline? Who are you fully devoted to following with discipline? I say this with much grace. One of the reasons why people never excel is you attend too many churches. You have too many so-called spiritual fathers. You have too many people speaking into your ears. Do you know I have people who serve with me but don't even listen to me preaching? They don't listen to the preaching, but they work and serve for me. And I just sit back and I smile. But you know, the Bible tells us about that. The Bible tells us about 
how how to divide the flock and i'll teach you when i teach you about being a shepherd there's a lot that comes in pastoring you have to understand who are you really accountable to and who is there for the for the niceties you know for the niceties it's the truth it's the truth the bible says not everyone who calls me lord 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 will inherit the kingdom and Jesus also divided. He said, you all follow me, not because of the, the, the anointing or the grace that's in his life. He said, you follow me because of what you eat. What you eat. There will always be people around because of paychecks, because of the glamour, because of other reasons. But there are some who have made a decision in their heart that they are following you because they are a son and a daughter. Are you understanding the difference? They have followed you fully, followed you fully, followed fully, not half-heartedly, followed fully, followed fully, not half-heartedly. Go to Numbers 14 verse 24. We are talking about who are you following? And I will add this. How are you following? How are you following? Numbers 14 verse 24. Look at this. But my servant Caleb. My servant Caleb. Because he has another spirit with him. And has done what church? Has done what? Followed me fully. 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 Him. Him. Will I bring into the land where into he went. And his seed shall possess it. There were millions of children of Israel. Millions of them. Millions of them, millions of the children of Israel, millions. But the Bible only spoke of Caleb. Look at this. The Bible says, actually go from verse 23. Go from verse 23. I want you to get this. Who are you following? Who are you following? Verse 23, look at this. Surely they shall not see the land which I swore unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. So they shall not see it. Yes, 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 I promised it. Yes, I told them I'll give it to them. But they shall not see it. Neither shall they possess it. Then look at what he says. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit within him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land where into he went and his seed shall possess it. Possess it. Don't assume 
Everyone who is around is following. The question is you yourself. You want to possess the promise? You want to possess and be successful? How? So who and how are you following? Are you following fully? Or are you following until you get what you want? Are you following fully? Or are you following until? I will follow until. The children of the prophets, the sons of the prophets in the days of Elijah. The Bible says Elijah was going to be with the Lord. And the sons of the prophet followed until they reached Bethel. They followed until they reached the Jordan. But the Bible says, but Elijah, Elisha, Elisha, he followed all the way until they crossed the Jordan. And when they had crossed the Jordan, he said, now tell me what you want. What do you want to receive? And he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. A double portion of your spirit. Who are you following? Are they anointed? Do they have something to give you? Do they have something in them that you desire? Do they have something they can deposit on the inside of you? I don't say this to, uh, to brag in any way. I say this in humility. There is no one I have ever laid hands on and they have stayed the same. And one thing you know, I don't lay hands on people haphazardly. How many times have I called people to lay hands on them? I don't just lay hands on people. Because I know when I lay hands on people, lives changed. Lives changed. Look at the last person I laid hands on, Pastor Ashley. Even today, if you look at her, you can see there is a new grace and a new anointing on them. There is a new anointing. You must, you must notice these things. When hands get laid on you, what happens? Who are you? What is the person you're following carrying? Who are you following? And then next, how are you following? Are you following fully? Are you following wholeheartedly? And of course, we are all following the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. The anointing is always with the anointed. And Jesus said, how shall they hear if they have no preacher? How shall they hear if they have no preacher? Church, as we come to a close, I want to tell you something I've seen. An error in many believers. A lot of believers follow to a certain level. They always follow, but, follow, but, or follow with, but if this happens, but if this happens, with conditions, with conditions. And you can see it mostly in actions. You can see it in people's actions. You know, you tell someone, hey, I think you need to do this and that. I think you need to be in a morning school of prayer and really devote yourself to it. Or you need to wake up at 6 a.m. and pray. Because 6 a.m. is not their wake-up time, they say, I will not wake up. You know, I'm not a fasting person. 
so I'm not going to fast. So the limit of following your instruction is fasting and waking up to pray. And that is where usually many people stifle their destiny or stifle their calling. So the, the Lord has called us to follow fully, follow fully. My wife and I always say, if we're going to sit under a pastor or under somebody, we are not sitting halfway. We are following fully, 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 fully. And church, please hear me, hear me. This thing of following people halfway has destroyed many Christians' destinies. And I don't want you to be cut short because there are things you do not see that happen with the calling. And the day you see them, I hope you have humility enough to keep following. There are many people, my final scripture, there are many people who followed Jesus. But the day Jesus said, eat my flesh, drink my blood, the day he said that is when they said, oh no, I'm done. Here's where I, here's where, hey, conductor, stop the bus, I'm getting off. Here's where I get off. Think about it, the son of man. The Bible says on that day, many stopped following. Many stopped following. There are many people who stopped following a church because of gossip, because someone said something, because of one small issue, one small problem. But we must commit our hearts that we are going to be hard followers. I believe the reason why I'm in the positions I am today is because I'm a hard follower. The reason why I am as respected by my pastor, even Pastor Parsley, and as respected by Pastor Davis, is because I was a hard follower. You don't have to doubt my loyalty. You don't have to doubt where I stand. Good days, bad days, I'm for you. Ups, downs, I am for you. Lift up your hands if you're a hard follower. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. To the glory and to the honor of the almighty God. Father, we declare to each and every person under my voice that they shall live to a good old age full of days in the mighty name of Jesus. And riches and honor shall be their portion and their sons and daughters shall reign in their stead. They will have great successors like David in the mighty name of Jesus. And right now we stand on Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. I release the blessing to follow them through faith and patience have inherited the promise. We stand, my God, on Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. And right now, right now I hear it in the spirit. Any curse or any abortion of the vision that has come because of our own disobedience, because we did not follow well, because we did not follow hard. Lord, I stand like Moses and release a blessing of, of preser preservation. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us. Forgive us where we have not followed correctly so that we may walk into our calling. Forgive us, my God, where we have not been full followers and we ask you for the spirit of Caleb. Receive another spirit right now. Receive another spirit right now. 
from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Even me, I receive it for my service to my bishop and for my service to my pastor. I receive another spirit that follows fully in the mighty name of Jesus. As you put your hands together, declare you receive it, you receive it, you receive of that spirit in Jesus' mighty name. To the glory and to the honor of the Almighty God. In Jesus' name. We'll see you tomorrow.